Hey friends, I'm so glad you're joining me for another episode of End of the Night, our podcast featuring hospitality professionals around the country who are leveling up. If you're new here, hi, I'm Cassie Anderson, owner and creative director of Cassie Rose Events, a luxury planning and production firm based here in Michigan. I'm delighted to introduce you to today's guest, a fellow Midwesterner. You know how I feel about those. (laughs) Peggy McGrath has taken on quite a few impressive titles in the last few years, pandemic bride and new mom to sweet little Ruby. She's also the founder and stationery designer behind Who Drew. Her elegant watercolor designs are instantly recognizable, whether it be an invitation suite or one of her stunning crest monograms. Today, Peggy and I chat about how paper and stationery can make or break an event, and we both share our thoughts on a controversial topic for any stationer, digital invitations. Expect to laugh along as you hear Peggy and I discuss her dream client, too. It's one you won't want to miss. Cheers! How did you even start Who Drew? So I graduated from University of Cincinnati. I actually majored in fashion design. So then I moved to New York City and I got a job with American Eagle Outfitters. I was designing women's woven shirts. Oh my God. Very specific. That's very yeah. specific. Yep. Started out as assistant designer and became senior designer. And I worked there for eight years. For the last two years there, I kind of started this side business. It was totally a side business. I was painting calendars for my mom and her friends, like fashion illustration calendars. (laughs) And then people started asking for them, was producing these calendars and printing them at this random shop on like 13th Street, having them like spiral bound. (laughs) It started small and then it just kind of started to slowly snowball. Nights and weekends were like being taken over by Mm -hmm. painting. And then I did my first invitation suite for my best friend, naturally. There was like a huge spelling error on it and I know I know but (laughs) learned from that it was a slow growth Mm -hmm. but eventually I was like I can't be doing corporate during the day and then coming home and doing this nights and weekends so I kind of set out like a six-month plan for leaving and so now I've been doing it full-time for two years that's amazing how did you come up with the name Who Drew? I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. Are you a football fan? I am. I am a football fan. Well, you know the Bengals? I'm familiar I mean- <laughs> with the Bengals. I mean, I also am from the Midwest, so I wouldn't right, say I'm a Lions course. fan, but... Who Day is what they say for the Bengals. That was kind of an afterthought. You know, I, I wrote down like 10 different names and I just kept looking at them day after day. And I think Who Drew just kind of had a nice ring to it. So I stuck with that. I like it. It's like a subtle little nod to Cincinnati. My roots. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's also some obviously much bigger nods to Cincinnati since you're no longer in New York, but you're back in Cincinnati. I know. Oh my gosh. The transition has been wild. I can only imagine. I definitely miss parts of New York, but I mean, having a house, there's nothing that beats it. Having come from New York very recently and now being back in the Midwest, do you feel any sort of, like I know for me, I feel this way. I want to be showcasing local talent very proudly being from the Midwest, but also there was a cachet of being based in San Francisco, right? Like that was something that I think even my Midwest clients really were drawn to. And I'm curious if that's something that you're noticing or like just has, is that something that's crossed your mind at all? Like now not being based in New York 
I will say it has definitely crossed my mind, even when I was going to move, which I was like, do I even want to announce this on Instagram? Like it's who drew New York. That's my label. That's my name. Should I just not even say that I'm moving to Cincinnati? Like what if people don't think that's legit? Yeah. But then I was like, I'm just going to start posting everything with locations. Is that like people are going to find out it might be awkward. So I put it out there. I was like, I'm moving. This is the announcement. And I am curious. I feel like I haven't been home long enough to see if it impacts anything. But like you, most of my clients are not Mm -hmm. from Cincinnati anyways. Mm -hmm. Personally, it's going to help my business just because I have a lot bigger of a studio space. Yeah, That's really helpful for an artist. I'm going to be able to employ a studio manager in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. There's things that I think are actually going to elevate the business as far as still feeling inspired and making sure like there's enough to go around. I'm not super worried about it. I don't think it's going to impact it too much. That's great. What is your design process? How do you draw inspiration over and over and over again for new people? I'm not sure what people expect, but really, I just want to talk to them and get a sense for who they are, what their personality is, what kind of wedding they're going to have, if it's like backyard, what they're most excited about. Yeah. Maybe they're super excited about the food and the cake and I don't know, their aunt's calligraphy that they want to incorporate. There's all different things. That first conversation, I just want to grasp what their wedding is going to be like and their general aesthetic and feeling. And then we can talk a little bit more thoroughly like, okay, wow, it looks like you have this incredible venue on the water. Mm -hmm. Do you want to highlight that in your invitation somehow? Let's get your guests excited. Maybe we do a landscape illustration on the envelope flap or we'll start to get those details flowing just so that they're not totally shocked when they see the first round of proofs. Yeah. Of course, some people have more strong opinions about what they want. And then other people say, I totally trust your aesthetic and I love what you do. So they'll let me kind of run with it. So many of your illustrations are able to highlight the sense and importance of place for clients is huge, right? Like whether it's we're getting married at this beautiful lake or it's at my parents' home, you do a really beautiful job of visually representing the space, but also in such a way that it really highlights how important it is to your clients as well, which I think is so lovely. Thank you, Cassie. And it's true. I'm curious to your perspective on this because you obviously do wedding paper, but also custom illustrations that have nothing to do with weddings sometimes. Recently, there's been this movement of like wanting to incorporate things, whether it's a motif or a graphic of some kind from your wedding into other home goods. Have you been seeing this? Have you been noticing this? Yeah, 100%. People, when we start the logo process, they go, I don't want this to be just my wedding logo. I want this to be my lifelong logo. It's like, okay, pressure's on. But uh, yeah, it's really cool. And I do see that they're using it in odds and ends. And hopefully it stays in their house for a while. They've been home for so long that they've been like looking around their home and like, what can I change? What can be incorporated? How can I sort of like double dip in this way and make it more meaningful? That's the other piece of it too, right? Is it's like, I'm curious if you've noticed this too, but I feel like my clients recently are excited to get back to celebrations and having their big parties, but it's like not just for the sake of having a big party anymore. A hundred percent. Yeah. They want it to be something beyond just this one day. And I think that's totally in line with what you're seeing too and what you're Mm -hmm. saying. I think it's become a little bit more meaningful. I mean, obviously it's the best day of their life and that should be the focus of it. But I also feel like they are looking at each guest as like their best friends. They're hosting. Yeah. What are some mistakes that you see clients making over and over again? Or what are some worst practices that you think clients could learn from? Okay, I have two things. I mean, this is biased because I'm a stationer. But this this is what we're talking about. It's okay. supposed to be about like illustrations in your world. Okay. 
I don't think people should have digital invitations. That's really what I think. Let's unpack this a little bit. Digital and paperless posts is fantastic for literally everything, birthday parties, any celebration. But for a wedding, it's your wedding day. It's like once, hopefully. (laughs) I hear you on that. What do you think about digital RSVPs? Oh, 100%. I think that's perfectly fine. Oh, interesting. I get that. I think that's convenience. And I think if they go to your website to reply, that's fine. Yeah. I just think the invitation, you know, before any of their guests know what's happening, it's the first correspondence, I think is kind of a chance to say, look how pretty this wedding is going to be. I want you to come. We're making it really special. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it could be a missed opportunity to do the digital. And one's going to get excited and it's just going to go in your email somewhere archived. Yeah, it's true. What do you think? Do you feel like You've had a lot of rides that do digital. Mm -mm. No, that's interesting. Maybe I am also biased because I think like my quick and dirty, like top three ways to elevate your event. Like if you're not sure how to spend your design money, my thought is always on chairs because there's a lot of them. You know, if you have like a very basic chair and you walk into the reception, all you see are those chairs. So like upgrading your chair, I think is a really good quick way to elevate your event. Floral, even though floral can be very expensive, I think that beautiful floral on even like a more basic tabletop and cool floral installations, it's still like really good bang for your buck as far as impact and paper. Wow. I'm so happy to hear you say that. Yeah. It's sort of the first intro to your event that your guests are having, whether it's like they open it up and it just feels very elegant and ethereal or it feels like a party in a box. You know what I mean? It's like sort of setting the stage for what's to come and sort of building anticipation, which I really love. Yep. Chairs, flowers, and paper. It's all you need. Yeah. You don't need anything else. That's not true. What celebrity would you be like, oh my God, I can't believe this person wants me to do their wedding stationery. You're going to Who would you like totally fangirl on? I mean, you're going to laugh at me probably. (laughs) I probably. Yeah, you will. Um, Taylor (laughs) Swift. Okay. I'm not going to laugh at you. (laughs) If Tay-Tay texted me or called me and said, hey, I want you to do my wedding, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's do I it. I know. Oh, my God. I hope she's listening. Can you imagine? Wait, I'm going to tag her. <laughs> we need Taylor Swift to listen. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm so excited to have you here in the Midwest. It is just such a great place to be. And I'm so excited that there's even more talent based here now. And it's just going to be great. Oh, thank you for the warm welcome. Such a nice, warm Midwest welcome. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to End of the Night. If you're still listening in, we mean you, Taylor Swift. Follow along with Peggy and Who Drew at whodrew.com and on Instagram at whodrewnyc. Enjoyed our conversation today? Feel free to rate and review it on Apple or Spotify. I truly appreciate it so much. And of course, let's connect. Follow along with our work on Instagram at Cassie Rose Events and on the web, cassierosevents.com. Talk soon.